Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. The topic is abortion. The developments in the field of divorce, of abortion. Now, there are many issues that have been prevailing from state to state, oh, for many, many years, but certainly the issue has become quite a hot issue since 2007. A lot of discussion regarding when an abortion can take place and when it cannot take place. And generally speaking, in terms of the issue, the debate from state to state is, can an abortion occur after the 20th week of pregnancy, or the 18th, or the 15th, or the 12th, or the 6th week of pregnancy? Now, each of those times are certainly critical when you look at the issue of baby development and the development of a life. You start with the understanding that life really develops after conception at about two days. 24 to 48 hours after conception, life begins. The child, or sometimes referred to as the fetus, begins to shape up and develop and grow and soon takes on characteristics, physical characteristics and action or behavioral characteristics. So at that point, we get into the issue of debate. Now, when can you take the life of that child? Obviously, some people feel that that's when you can no longer take the life of a child at conception. Now, we'll come back to that. There are others that feel that you can take the life only up to the time that you can feel a heartbeat or you can hear a heartbeat that's around six weeks after conception some people think that it should be about 12 weeks and the general feeling from most states and most people it's 20 weeks in other words they use the idea that when a baby or a fetus becomes viable That is, it can live on its own. It can live outside the womb. It can uh, have some growth uh, independently. That that's when abortion should no longer occur. So the general conception is sometimes people feel that around 20 weeks. And others longer. Then we had this whole debate about partial uh, abortion. Partial life abortion almost up to the time of birth itself. And as you know, in our last uh, several political campaigns, there was discussion about that, is to allow abortion to take place right up to the time of birth. So this has been an issue that goes back and forth from the federal government to the state government, and from state governments to state governments. They all have their own kind of preferences and desires as to what, Uh, defines the life of a child and when that child can no longer be terminated. Now think about it. No longer can be terminated. That's the issue. The other issue relates to um, choice, selection, if you will. There are some states, such as Utah, that are now debating whether you can have an abortion based on the fact that the child has been decided to be a Down syndrome child or not, or what we sometimes refer to as the mongoloid child. In other words, if you have a Down 
symptom or Down syndrome child, no longer can abortion take place. On the other hand, there are states that would prefer that that would be a decision on which you can make a, a decision for abortion because there is a impaired child in the womb, a distorted child in the womb, a disabled child in the womb. That's where some states are now debating. So we have that issue. In other words, you have to be very much aware of what's going on from state to state, and particularly in your state. You need to be aware of the issues related to abortion, but you need to be aware of what's going on in your particular state, because that's the only state that you have any power to influence of the decision regarding abortion. So be aware of your state's developments and join in on what's taking place in your state in the area of abortion decision making. And uh, organizations of all kinds prevail within these states to uh, take different positions on this. And you need to be aware and need to be part of the conversation. You need to be be part of the decision-making process that's taking place within your particular state. Live in Mississippi, for instance. It's a proposed ban at 15 weeks. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of the decision taking place in Mississippi. They may or may not involve that. Uh, 12 weeks. Heartbeat time. So, anyway, wherever you live, be aware of the issues related to abortion and uh, those are just some of the issues taking place but there is a very definite trend to defining when an abortion can no longer be performed on a child and uh, so no matter what your thinking is what, what your decision is look at it in terms of what would be the prevailing idea within your particular state. Now, let's go to another issue related to abortion. This has to do with whether you can terminate a pregnancy early on. Well, we know that. For many, many years now, we have had the possibility of terminating a pregnancy the same 24-hour period of time or the same 48-hour period of time as the sexual act occurred and conception occurred or probably occurred. In other words, a lady, a girl, a woman, can take the abortion pill, generally known as RU486. RU486. It's referred to as the abortion pill. Miniprestone is the name of it, but it's RU486. The idea is that you take that pill, or a woman takes that pill, immediately following a sexual encounter, whether that was by rape or by choice, or under some kinds of pressure, whatever that might be. And the idea is that that bill, or that particular pill, dries up the uh, pedestrian within the woman's body, within the womb, and the pedestrian uh, then kills the absence or the lack of progesterone proceeds to kill the fetus 
proceeds to kill the egg and the sperm, and uh, abortion takes place by pill. We refer to that now as a chemical abortion, a chemical abortion. Now, some years back, uh, chemical abortions were only about 6% of all abortions. That was about uh, year 2000 to 2005, right around that time. About 6% of all abortions were chemical. The rest of them were done by DNC procedures. But now, of last year or so, we're seeing that about 25% of the abortions being performed chemically. And in California, almost 40% of the abortions are being performed chemically. So what we have then is this kind of uh, change of procedure where now you don't even have to have a doctor involved in your decision-making or in your process of an abortion. Here's how it's done. A woman can go to a clinic where there is no particular abortion doctor available and be interviewed by an abortion doctor by webcam. In other words, Skype. And on that video, a doctor can interview a child or, or a woman and then proceed to prescribe the abortion pill RU486. Now, there are some states that allow this to be done by mail. In other words, sometimes we refer to this as mail order abortions. All you have to do is to confirm, have, have it confirmed that you have a pregnancy and then apply to a particular medical clinic for an abortion pill by mail. And all you have to do is fill out a computerized questionnaire. So that's where easy abortions are taking place. In other words, we call this sometimes smartphone abortion. All you have to do is to call into a number, fill out that questionnaire, and the abortion pill RU486 will be mailed to you. So abortion decision can be made without consultation, can be made alone, and it can be made in a matter of seconds or minutes, and within a matter of an hour. One has the prescription, and all you have to do is either wait for the pill to be mailed to you or go pick it up somewhere. But that's kind of where we are now with this idea of abortions. So we're in the process of being able to fulfill what is known as the Planned Parenthood Strategic Goal, and that is to have 75% of the abortions performed chemically. Now, in California, as I said, it's 40%. But Planned Parenthood would like to see it at 75% across the country. That that's the easy route of an abortion. Now, here's the kicker on this whole thing, okay? Now, we've known now since turn of the uh, 2000 that abortions can be can performed and successfully performed uh, chemically by the use of RU486. Now, what we have found recently is that 
if a woman takes a dosage of progesterone and then takes that for the first trimester, that is for the first three months, it is very possible and is very likely without complications that that abortion would be reversed. In other words, you can stop the abortion process by just taking another pill of progesterone and uh, you have to take it within 72 hours of taking the abortion pill. That is the RU46. Within 70, that's three days. So if you take the progesterone and you take it over and over again regularly for at least three months, you can stop the abortion process, reverse the abortion process, and the success rate is about 60% at the present time without complications, that is, without damage to the child. So it's called the abortion reversal pill, and there's a, there's a website that you may want to check out if you're interested in this, abortionpillreversal.com, abortionpillreversal.com. And uh, they show no evidence of birth defects when a child is, or when a, a woman's had the abortion reversed and the child goes full term and is born, comes to life. So we're in a very tough time of decision-making and changes and what's developing within this particular industry of the abortion industry. Now, here is one other point that's important to note at the state level. Even though we have this abortion reversal process or procedure available, and it seems to be relatively successful without complications, easy to get, cheaply performed, now, we have to educate the women about that. There are many states that do not allow doctors to tell women about that alternative. Or at least they are not required to tell women about that alternative. And that's one of the issues now pending from state to state, is that a bill be designed by the state legislature requiring medical personnel involved in, the, in an abortion process to tell a woman that if she changes her mind after taking the abortion pill, that within 72 hours, she can take the second pill and reverse the abortion if she continues to take that pill for the first three months of the pregnancy. So states now are debating that. Are they going to require the medical people to make that information known? Or are they not going to require medical people to make that information known? And it would be up to them to do it on a discretionary basis. So <clears throat> that's another issue, you know, to watch and to be aware of. And if you're in involved in this issue and you're interested in this issue, it's important that only 19 states with a ban on webcam abortion are now pushing for the stricter regulation of informing women that uh, there is an alternative because an abortion pill, can, the, the effects of abortion pill, the action of abortion pill can be reversed. So we have 
some real work ahead of us, and we have some very important decisions to make across the country relative to this issue of abortion. So my question to you is, where do you stand on it? What do you know about all this? Have you read on this? Have you read on the abortion bill or the abortion pill reversal process? And is there a legislative activity going on in your state? Or should there be one? Maybe you need to support one. And you can do that by being involved and being in touch with the crisis pregnancy centers of your particular community, or sometimes referred to as pregnancy care centers of your community. And um, they'll help you be educated, but also they often will have an action plan that maybe you can help and bring along and develop within your particular state. So I recommend that you connect with the pregnancy care center of your city, of your state, and where you live, and be part of the process, be part of the decision-making, be part of the conversation, be part of the action that's taking place. Be where the action is. That's always a good thought. That's always a good word. It's always a good place to be. Be where the action is. A lot of different issues, and this happens to be one relative to abortion. So, thanks for joining me, and I would like to refer you, if you are in the Fresno area, Clovis area, Pregnancy Care Center. It's now located at 1127 East Olive. That's Olive Avenue, just the other side of Venice. Almost on the corner of Olive and Venice. And uh, connect with them. You may want to volunteer. You may want to go over there for some information, for some literature. Have some conversations. See what's going on in the state of California. See what's going on around the nation. Get yourself educated. But you know you can do something else. Send them a few bucks. They live on donations. They work on donations. They thrive on donations. And be part of the process of keeping the pregnancy care center of your city open and providing services as needed. So check them out. Do what you can. Let them help you, and then you help them. And that would be a great thing, you know, to do. Anyway, nice to have you with me, and uh, we'll talk again another time. Bye for now.